This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Date Night China is your guide to dating in China. From love to lust, first dates to worst dates, hilarious stories, top tips, and relationship advice. Join the Date Night community through our podcast and events, and catch up on all the latest stories on our official WeChat account. Welcome back, China daters, to another episode of Date Night China. This is episode eight, and I am one of your co-hosts, Rachel. I'm also with two of our other co-hosts, Nathan and Eleanor. How are you guys doing today? Doing very well. Doing very well. Thank you.、Oh. I'm excited about this episode. Yeah, me too. Eleanor, how are you doing? All, all good in the hood. Ready to get stuck in. <laughs> Yay! Okay, let's just jump right into this one. I'm excited about it too.、Um, so this episode is all going to be about non-monogamy and open relationships in China. So the dating pool in China is full of people looking for traditional monogamous relationships, whether it's a serious partner, casual hookup, and we've done many episodes talking about this, like primarily talking about this kind of relationship. But there are also many people who are looking for other relationships, non-monogamous. Individuals, polyamorous couples, and a spectrum full of all kinds of other relationships. So today we're going to discuss non-monogamy and open relationships in China. And our guest is going to share his experiences with non-monogamy, what it's like dating and looking for other kinds of relationships here, and misconceptions about non-monogamy. So let's say hello to our guest today, Osaka. Hi. Good evening. Evening. Thank you for joining us. You're very welcome.、Um, you. We're really excited to talk to you today. Can you just give us a brief intro of yourself? <laughs>、um, yeah,、um, been in China now for this is my fourth year in China, and、um, been working and living abroad、uh, in a variety of countries for the last、uh, I'd like to say ten or fifteen years, almost getting close to twenty years now. So you've been so, abroad for a while. A, a long while, yeah. Yeah, That's great.、Yeah. So you've got lots of experiences and stories、um, yeah. to share. <laughs> I, <guess> so, <laughs> I hope you can shed some light on it because I feel like throughout our episodes we we skirt around these issues、sure. because they come up、um, indirectly. Yes, and it's such a big thing to talk about. We 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 sort of like we try and delve into it and say no, we should wait, we should wait. Sure. So I think throughout like season one and two we've skirted around it. Uh, it's nice to actually dedicate、mm. some time. Yeah, we've never like fully addressed it or taken it head on or had somebody specifically come to talk about it. So I think this will be really good. I still feel like there's so many people that have different opinions of exactly what a non-monogamous. Oh God, I can't even speak. Relationship <laughs> is or polyamorous. That I'm sometimes I get confused to be honest. So I'm I'm ready and willing to listen and and hear what you have to say、good. from your own experience. Yeah. Because, Do hear a lot of people say different things, so I'm not really that sure. Sure, sure.、Mm. So sure, sure. teach me. <laughs> do my best. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions <laughs> around it, and I, yeah, me too. I'm, I have a lot of questions and things to ask you, so I'm excited to learn. Dive in. Let's get into it. Okay, <laughs> grab a drink, China daters, and we will see you after the break. Okay, let's jump right into this topic with our guest Osaka. But first, we forgot to mention we have the bullshit buzzer as always. So if any bullshit <laughs> is being spoken at any time, feel free to hit the buzzer. Gotcha. Are you ready? Ready. Ready. <laughs> okay, just jumping right in to open this up. Can you tell us about your experience challenging the idea of of monogamy and what's been your journey 
to becoming non-monogamous? When I was in a relationship with someone that I believe changed my life, was someone that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with, it was the first time I felt that way about someone. I was like, oh, oh my God, I've met this person who is the, it's the one. I found the one, like, like this is it, this is who it is. And despite me feeling that, despite me wanting to spend the rest of my life with this person, and despite that being the first person that I felt that with, I was still attracted to other people. And that fucked with me in a big way. And I, I didn't understand. I was like, this, like this is, there's obviously something wrong with me. Because I know it's not something wrong with a relationship because I, I, I know I care about this person. I know I want to be with this person. But it must be something wrong with me. And the idea that I wanted to spend the rest of my life, this is the one, this is the person that I wanted to have children with. And yet I was still attracted to other people. It was really, really causing like fundamental issues for me. Is that not just a case of just acknowledging that also other people are attractive no a hundred percent yes that, that, that's that's completely completely right now now this is where you see we're kind of putting the cart before the horse a little bit because we've gone we, we, we were talking about misconceptions before we were going to talk about misconceptions before but um and this will come into misconceptions at a later stage but um that will affect you at a different level and that will affect different people at different levels. And this is the fundamental is that that people are always trying to find a catch all. They're trying to find the secret or the key or the the answer that is applicable in every situation. And the truth of the matter is that there is no one situation that fits everyone. And that's the, the rules around polyamory yeah no i think the rules around any relationship any relationship be it monogamous or non-monogamous or polyamorous or whatever kind of relationship you want there is no one size fits all and you have to you have to communicate your desires you have to communicate your feelings you have to communicate what you want and and the issue is and the, the problem on and this is again what we were going to talk about in uh misconceptions this is a misconception on both um, people who practice non-monogamy and people who do not practice non-monogamy is that they both kind of like, no, this is the way. This, th this is the right way. And that's the, that's the big difference is that there is no right way. There is a way that works for you, A, and for you at this time, B. And that's the fundamental. And both of those things can change. Both of those things can change at any time. And I think that far too people, far too many people want to um, kind of hammer out these, these guidelines and these rules and these um, expectations of, of what works all the time. And it won't. It's not going to work for everyone. It's not going to work for everyone. It's not going to work for everyone under a variety of circumstances. Yeah, I, I really want to dive into those misconceptions you were just talking sure. about. But just to back up with your yes. first story, um, with that girl that you thought was the one, was there a point that you realized I I 
we can't, I don't want to be monogamous with her? Or was there a point that you, you broke up because of what happened? Like, what happened with the, that? The, look, to be, to be honest, the long story short with her is that um, I, I wound up cheating in the relationship. And, and I say cheating. It wasn't we were in a monogamous relationship. I wound up cheating very early in the relationship. We, we dated for about two, just over two years. And I think I wound up cheating four months into it. There were some issues at the beginning of the relationship. And, you know, when I cheated, it, it, it wasn't with a person that I would ever. And this is another thing, like a, a lot of, um, you know, there's also gender dynamic in, in, in relationships and in terms of what um, uh, what you are told your role is. You know, are you good enough for your partner? Are you providing for your partner? Blah, 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 blah. And when I was in this relationship, um I was fully, fully, fully committed. And if you had to say, do you want person A or person B, person A being my primary partner or this other person, there is no chance in a million years that I would have ever chosen person B. Like I wouldn't have dated that person, but there was a sexual chemistry there. Was, there was a sexual attraction. Look, there, as I said, there were, there were other issues there. Um, and so it's, it's, it's not exactly the best example to talk about this, but this is kind of like what started the journey rather than where the journey was. Yes, Al? You, yeah, you just brought up a point that something that always I, I don't really understand when it comes to this, is it, always, is it really necessarily down to basically sex? Like you're attracted to other people so you want to and this probably will lead into misconceptions mm. or whatever but it does always seem that way that whether i don't know if it's similar to having an open relationship where you're monogamous with one person but then you have an under you have rules or you have an understanding where as long as you don't know that person you can have sex with them because we are all human beings and we are attracted to many different people i think you're right in saying that but that's always one thing that's really confused me is it just sex or is it you know you find people who are similar to the, the partner that you want to be with and then well you know two, get two, confusing. two parts to your question so the first thing you described a relationship type that was actually non-monogamous and you described it the words that you used you said a non a, a, a you you said a monogamous relationship that blah 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 and everything that came after the blah 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 was basically yeah. defining a non-monogamous relationship so that's the first thing to the to the first point uh, if there is one piece of literature that i can recommend to everyone and anyone listening and this is both people that are fervently fervently monogamous or people that are curious or people that are completely non-monogamous is a book called the myth of monogamy and it's written by and, and i'm going to answer your question and this is a kind of roundabout to your question um this book is by a husband a monogamous husband and wife science couple uh one is a anthropologist and the other is a i believe a geneticist if i'm not mistaken a biologist of some kind um and their central thesis of the book is that monogamy sexual monogamy is 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 good and is valuable but to answer your question is that the whole of the book highlights how and why people and animals have a massive biological imperative towards um, either 
um, spreading of their genes, in, as is the case of the males, or what they called harvesting or collecting of the genes on, the, on part of the females. And so to answer your question, is it, is it all about sex? You know, unfortunately, I believe, and this is a, a purely personal point of view, I believe that the vast, vast, vast majority of it is largely related to, to sexual attraction and sexual impetus. And essentially, are you going to deny your um your your drive and your 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 kind of biological imperative to do this or are you going to rationalize it are you going to work through it are you going to overcome it and the the thesis of this book is saying that we have the capability to rationalize we have the capability if you're a monogamous person you have the ability to overcome this you have the ability to kind of rationalize to over to think through it and to process it However, the problem is, is that there are some people that doing so creates more stress, more anxiety, and more happiness than would be the natural course. And that's the fundamental. So that's, that's your starting point. Yeah, just to add on, like, Eleanor, your thought is kind of something I've always been curious about as well. I feel like the idea of being non-monogamous in my mind was just a way to not commit and sleep around. I've heard about guys, you know, you're just like, what's the difference between that? A guy who's just like, I just want to sleep around and have sex with lots of people versus somebody who's like, no, I'm non-monogamous. But before we started this episode, you and I had a conversation about this Osaka and you mentioned a very interesting point with ethical non-monogamy. And I feel like we really need to talk about that to dive more into the misconception. And just to uh, follow on from uh, that as well, can you remember, Rach, the other day I was telling you a story that I was out in Beijing and uh, I met a guy, uh, he's 22, he was young, 22, and he was talking about how he was in love with this one woman that he can see him marrying her and all the things. But, you know, he's quite happy. He's, he's been sleeping around. And, he, you know, he wanted to sleep around that night. And um, I was trying to, in a very nice way, saying, look, dude, you know, also I was factoring the age. It's like, look, you don't know who you're going to be in, like, five years' time, sure. maybe even two. And if you are sleeping around, maybe there's a chance that this person that you've put on this pedestal is not for you, but it kind of feels like a point where I could be like a traveling salesman and say, well, have you tried polyamory? You know what I mean? And like, well, let me sit you down, my friend. I hope my suitcase of like, you know, a variety of condoms that you can go off into the night with. Um, um, but that's how it sort of like feels like it, I would have been giving him an ounce. It's like, dude, well, have you like, thought of this? When you described that story to me, though, I just was like, that's just such a cop out. Like he's, it, yeah, because you haven't established any boundaries with that person. He's actively cheating on that girl and he's not, he hasn't opened any kind of conversation with her to like have an open relationship or something. I just feel like that's a betrayal of trust, you know? No, but I think the thing is, in his mind, he genuinely believes he's in love with the one. Well, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he is in love so with her. But... So what's the what's the how do you cut it? So so okay, so you you Rachel, to your original question is like what's the difference between someone who is saying, I just want to sleep around? My my honest belief is um, the degree of introspection that the person has, and this is going to sound really like like wanky, you know, and really almost academic. You I'm going to get a bullshit Get it ready, get it ready, but hear me out, hear me out. Basically, the, the degree to which you are able to say, hang on, 
I've like, is this what I want? Am I looking for this? Do I want this? Or have I, have I questioned what I want? When I think about everything, when it comes to relationships, like I am a bit of a commitment phobe. I'm mm. not great at relationships, but I do come from a family of monogamous couples. The That's same. how I've been brought up. That's mm. what I know. And when I watch TV, when I see relationships on TV, especially mm. that aren't monogamous, <clears throat> it's mainly focused around either religious cults mm -hmm. or um, <laughs> people that have cheated and done it maliciously. Mm -hmm. Now on Rachel's point that you just made, I think at the end of the day, we're human beings that are in a society that are allowed to judge one another for absolutely everything mm. because the media pushes us to in a certain sense. And I think this is a prime example of one of those things. Every single freaking Hollywood movie says, when you cheat and if you cheat, it, it, it is because you are not in love, because you have a problem, because you do not care, because blah, 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 blah. All of those, all of those things that kind of lead, it was not or it is not real. That is why that you have done. And absolutely no engagement with, hang on, I do feel this way. I absolutely, I am invested. I'm in love. I want to, I want to have children with this person. Yes, I want to fuck that person. <laughs> yes. Now, the difference, the difference there is having the, the, you know, if you want to be monogamous and if you've agreed to be the mono, monogamous, and this is where the, the ethical part comes in, saying, but I'm not going to because I respect my partner, because I love my partner, and because I know that they are going to be hurt by me doing this, I will not do that. And that's, that's where the ethical part comes in, okay? But the problem is, is that we have, that society has designed this narrative saying that if you want it, never mind if you do it, if you want it, it's because you don't. And that's bullshit. That's complete bullshit. And that flies against every single bit of scientific evidence that there is not only for humans, but for any animals, for any creatures. It just doesn't happen that way. And it's not the case. So when we are being told, no, 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 if, if you are in a relationship and you love your partner and you see someone else, you want to fuck them, it's because you don't love them. Wrong. Completely wrong. Completely wrong. And completely inaccurate. So how did that play out for you then, moving forward from that relationship and becoming or coming the idea of non-monogamy? Did you decide like or look and talk to other people or do research about like how do you do ethical <laughs> non-monogamy? It was a long process. I, 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 you know, I had a long, I had a two and a half year relationship. I had a two and a half year uh, uh, monogamous relationship after that. Um, we, I had broken up with my partner three times during those two and a half years and we'd broken up for i think the shortest was two weeks and the longest was a month okay uh yeah a month let's say but every time that we broke up i hooked up with someone else um, and then we got back together and after that i was like no i'm 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 done i can't do relationships i'm i'm obviously broken i there's something obviously wrong with me like i, I don't want to do this anymore and i i joined a, an online site um that was focused on basically just it was like adult friend finder or whatever it was um just basically just looking for hookups um and 
And then I met people who were were reading a variety of different literature um, on monogamy and non-monogamy. And, and that's when I started getting to it. And then started finding out, hang on a second, not only are there people having the same experience as me, people thinking the same, and there's a wealth, there's a monstrous wealth of academic knowledge behind this, an academic study behind this. And that's when the world just like opened up in terms of, hang on a second, you can actually have this type of relationship. It's massively niche, massively niche, but there are people who think the same way. And that was the starting point for me. Any other, I'm trying to think, misconceptions that you felt you faced as you were going through this journey, um, going through this? And can you define anything else more about... Okay, so let me dive. I think there... there I know there's like so much to, there's to there's try so, to encompass so into this one episode. It's a, I, it's even a big for one. this episode, I was trying to do some more research and there's just so much out there and different experiences and it's hard to define. I know your experience is different than other people's with this idea of That's non-monogamy exactly and polyamory. So 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 let me let me start with that. Polyamory, non-monogamy. So so polyamory is a is a broad kind of movement. Um and and polyamory people who practice non-monogamy like to think of polyamory as the umbrella and and there are different types of polyamory. I don't subscribe to that idea. I think that polyamory is actually, I think it's more accurate. The umbrella is non-monogamy. So you've got monogamy and non-monogamy. Non-monogamy is the umbrella. Poly, polyamory literally means multiple loves. So I'm not polyamorous. I've, I've never been in love with two people at the same time. I, I can't do that. Like I'm, I'm not, mon I'm absolutely not polyamorous. But would you say that you're not that yet because you've not experienced it? Absolutely. And, and I, I think that's another fundamental is that I am absolutely open to, to, and so l let me pause myself, pause you and go back to another misconception is that I think that people define relationships as polyamorous or, or as monogamous or non-monogamous. And I, I think that's a, I think that's a misnomer. And I think that people the think let me give you a metaphor here you're walking a road and people think it's a monogamous road okay the relationship is this monogamous road it's not the road is the relationship the tools that you use to get along that road and get along that journey are monogamy or non-monogamy and that's the fundamental difference. People think I'm on a monogamous road. No, you're not on a monogamous road. You're on a relationship road that is using monogamous tools to get you along. Mm -hmm. and, at, and, and this is the fundamental, is that at some stage you may want to consider, or may not, you may want to consider non-monogamous tools to get along that. And the and Rachel, to your question, the vice versa is the same, is that and this is another one of the misconceptions, is that people who practice non-monogamy think that they've found the answer to life. Far too often, people that are very heavily invested in non-monogamous communities are like, no, 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 this is actually the only way. And you are all, you're all peasants. You all don't understand what it is. You are beneath <laughs> us and you will get there eventually. And it's not. 
I've Nick. certainly met people like that, <laughs> especially in Beijing, actually, this idea that they are the enlightened ones. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that you're not, yeah. it's not a case that you can be fundamentally against it and you can say, well, my values, are, they don't align with that and that's just not for me. It, the, the attitude is... Oh, you haven't gotten there. You're not there not yet. There. You'll get there eventually. Yeah. yeah, and it's just, it makes them just sound exceptionally wanky. It's like, it sounds like it's like the new age bullshit. It's like, 100%. I think you're a dick. No, it's, 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 no, no. This is this is the problem. Is that is that we as human beings have a tendency to 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 group and to kind of we want things to work not only for ourselves but for for people as a whole. And in partly in their defense, I would say that um, there are far far more people that are not aware of what they're thinking. They they do not introspect, and they possibly could be. They possibly could be monogamous. They possibly could get more joy out of that. But it is the fundamental is that it is not for everyone. And saying that it is the way, the truth, and the light is 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 inaccurate. Some and, and this is and again, the academics behind it. it. It is not for everyone. Some people need it more, some people need it less. Do you ever find in especially in Beijing where you know people think they're woke or whatever word they want to use um and you're looking for the, this type of relationship and some people are just swinging in and out of it like yeah i'm doing it for the fun because i think it's trendy mm. look beijing and now we're getting onto the china thing beijing is its own is its own entity you have a city of many 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 millions of people and 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 the the primary thing is that with with so many people come different options, okay? And with so many options, you have opportunity, okay? And 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 this is when Beijing is like the, the, the perfect almost kind of testing ground in a way for, for non-monogamous ideals and non-monogamous um, identity and non-monogamous thinking. Because here you have a situation where there's just so much available that people can engage how they want and 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 what they want unfortunately people still tend to lie about it and they still tend to cheat and they still tend to be no baby you're the only one you know you're you're the one for me it's just you you know and then they're saying that to however many other people and that's 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 part of the issue that's part of the problem and the problem is that it, it like joe blogs let's let's call him john john is john is going I'm 24 years old. I'm built like a Spartan. I'm attractive. I'm moderately charming. I have options every single day of the week. I can go on Tinder and I have hundreds of swipes. There are options for people like that. Okay. So what does that, unless that person is introspecting on a very, very fundamentally deep level, what are they going to do? They're going to be like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Friday night, <laughs> bitches in the house. Like, like, what's, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's Rachel on a Friday night after like after a few drinks. I become a woo girl. Um, no, just to touch on that, and sure. I want to dive into more of what sure. you feel about the dating pool in Beijing and sure. your experiences here and meeting other people who are non-monogamous. Mm. Um, but just to wrap this up, I feel like there's so much we could say and talk about yeah. about all these different things with non-monogamy, and you've been great with 
diving into that a little bit with us. And like you said, you mentioned that book that has been really good yeah, for myth, you. Yeah, Myth of Monogamy, yes. Barash so and Lipton. Anybody's listening, definitely look that up mm. because I know you've recommended that a lot. Um, let's take a quick break and we will dive back into the Beijing dating scene with non-monogamy dun, after this. Dun, dun. Are you interested in working with Date Night China? We would love to collaborate with businesses, sponsors, and media organizations that fit our China dating audience. Here are a few ways that we can work together. Podcast ad sponsorship, WeChat official account, and WeChat group promotions, article and blog collaborations, and other media promotions and live events. So if you are interested in working with Date Night China, all you have to do is get in touch via our social media and our WeChat account page. And until then, happy dating. Welcome back, China daters. Hope you grabbed another drink. Let's jump right back in with talking about dating in Beijing and your experience doing that here. So what was your experience like coming to China and seeking out non-monogamous relationships, or if that's what you were seeking out, um, and how did you find dating in Beijing? So again, we were talking about misconceptions earlier, um, and I mentioned a little bit about the, the the this kind of metaphor of the road and the road being the relationship and monogamy or non-monogamy being the tools that you use along the way. I don't seek out non-monogamous relationships. Um, I, I they like oh, they, they they find me no. Um, so I, I I like to let people know on my profile that I am. I'll often say something like poly friendly. Um, and and I'll just leave that. And a lot of people, the majority of people, might not know what that means. It sounds like a Pokemon trainer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, Polly yeah, yeah, looking Polly for Wang. looking for, for for that kind of Pokemon, I guess. Uh, I guess like, I guess I mean that's essentially non-monogamy. You got to catch them all. Yeah, yeah. 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 I wonder which which Pokemon would you fuck? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, wow, is that a weird question? Definitely Squirtle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking funny. Well, well said, well said. Yes. All right. Um, well, yeah, Rachel. Did yeah. Did you notice um, that other people wrote similar things on their profile? Very, or they very, reached very, out to you if they did catch what that yeah, meant? Very, as I said before, it's it's massively niche, so very, very, Learned very. Learned a lot about Eleanor, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> very, very, very rare. Um, I, so I, I won't go out looking for a non-monogamous relationship. I, and I will not start it off. Um, I will look at a person and a potential relationship, a potential interaction as a blank slate. Let's see how it goes. Um, the the default of society and as people around us is not non-monogamous. So I cannot go into it expecting that from people. So you kind of have to go with, you know, what do people think? Uh, I'll give you an example of, of when I was back home. Um, I, I met uh, I, I met this girl, and our first date that we had, we had this amazing first date, loads of chemistry, and she asked me, and we got into non-monogamy, and I told about non-monogamy. We wound up dating for three months, and it was completely monogamous. It was a great relationship, and she called it off after three months. She's like, listen, things are going wonderfully. Things are really, really good, but this is what you want this is i guess what you're looking for so and it's not me so sorry and and i was like uh, 
um, I was completely happy being like monogamous. Like she said, no, but this is what you wanted, and I was like, I. That's Ooh, was not it what... weird to have somebody else define that for you? Like this is what you're looking for, but uh, you're like, I'm okay either way. Uh, it doesn't have to be one course, or the other. Of course, and that's 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 part of the difficulty, and 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 that goes into the dating scene of what you ask in in China is that you're not necessarily looking for that. Like that that might be an ideal. That might be what what uh, might work best for you. But you, if you are going to cut off any mm. options or limit yourself from any kind of potential, how do you know that's not going to be magic? How do you know that that's? How do you know that you're not going to meet someone that you'd be like, you know what, I cannot, I, I I cannot lose this. I can I cannot do this. So is there an element of that from? I mean, I think generally when it comes to relationships, I think you're an exception uh, because, you, like, you, like you say, you do talk about the importance of being introspective. Yes. But do you think there's an element on either side where either somebody wants to, um, doesn't want to be somebody's training wheels boyfriend slash girlfriend to coax them through it and they also, on the other side of it, it's like, I don't want you to put me through something that I'm uncertain with. Um, and I don't know at the end of it that I will be fully on board with non-monogamy. Yeah, look, that's 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 such a that's but that's an a, assumption. Like, it it know, is an assumption. Yeah. Um, but the, the the problem is is that that's the issue, and 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 people have different phases that they are willing to explore, and different ages, and and like your your range, you know, like like when you get to a certain age, you become far more stubborn, far more. You're like, no, this is this is what I like. This is what I want. You know, when when you are. 18 to 26 you're like let me see what's out there let me let me let me find myself you know after 26 you're like eh, you know no i'm fine and then after 30 god after 40 you like if if anyone is willing to to try new things after 40 that's 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 phenomenal but a lot of the time they're like no i'm done this is not what i want this is not how how i think this is not where i want to be so it, it you can't you can't be someone's training wheels and you can't offer that for someone it's it's that's the difficulty there mm. i have some interesting points just because recently in china data china wechat group we've had some people comment or have discussions about non-monogamy or other kinds of relationships so i just want to read a few of these out and sure. see what you think um so somebody said you know i'll chime in with a voice from outside traditional relationship structures here I don't like to think of my relationships and friendships as having any kind of goal or destination or something with, you know, monogamy. I just want relationships to be whatever makes the people involved happiness, um, happiest. But I'm also someone who's not at all monogamous or interested in marriage, so these things aren't really a factor into my decision making. I like the idea that every relationship is, I like, I think the idea that every relationship is either heading for marriage or somehow is a waste of time is a terrible false binary that forces people to second guess themselves in unhealthy ways and undermine their own happiness. And then somebody else also just said, I'm open to the most, you know, most forms of relationships when I go on dates from casual acquaintances to friendships to lovers. People have different roles in your life. If you dismiss them for um, just because they are not exactly what you want them to be, you dismiss the potential for other experiences. It just made me think of that. It just ties into like Hugely. you going into a relationship saying, I'm not looking for, you know, non-monogamous or monogamous. I just want to see where this relationship goes yes. with this person. And maybe a lot of people feel that way. You don't want to limit yourself if you're not sure what it could be. 
before you, you know what it is. You can say that with anything. Like a lot of people will go into a relationship looking for, not even looking for a boyfriend, looking for a husband or looking for a wife. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll go on a date looking for a husband or looking for a wife. You know, and the the same applies. I mean, if you kind of like obviously scale it back like, <laughs> a few dozen slash hundred steps, you know, it's like monogamous sure. or, or, or non-monogamous, and it's it's exactly that. Mm. I mean, look, if if we had to talk like completely personally, for me, I don't differentiate. Like a lot of people, be like, um, are you friends or are you more than friends? Okay, and that, that's an interesting distinction for me. That's an interesting discussion because. Um, why do you stop being friends if you cross a physical boundary of some kind? Why, and, and, and that leads into the next question, why, um, why if you have any kind of physical engagement with your friend, is it somehow no longer a friendship or is it somehow something else? L. No, I was just going to c- come in and, and, but I was going to ask a, a related question, but... T- totally change subjects at the same time when you when you specifically have relationships then when you like you're in a non-monogamous oh my god i can't say it right but do you do you tend to get with people sleep with people who you don't know or your partner doesn't know or does it not matter it's just that that person understands that you are actually in a relationship, but this is the type of relationship that you're in. Um, good, like fantastic question. And and the answer is uh, the answer is different for me versus like any other other non monogamous person. That's something that you have to discuss with your per- with your partner. No, we want a definitive answer. <laughs> <laughs> we want want to know what what do you say? You're obviously speaking for the community. For the community, and there is only one monogamous <laughs> Borg mind. Um, no, look, like I don't know. It's such a great question, but. As said, like um, it's got to depend on the person who and and the people that are involved. Um, what is yeah? And back to your question about communication. Um, what is your what are your boundaries that you've laid out for you and your partner? Have you laid out boundaries? Has there been communication? Now the the, the benefits we, we've talked we've talked a lot about you know how you get there and what is it, but you know. Part of the reason why there's an appeal for non-monogamy is that the kind of the freedom and the feedback and the the ability to love your partner unconditionally, love your and I say your primary partner in this case, your primary partner completely without kind of fear of having to find someone else attractive, like going, oh my God, I find that other person attractive, but you know what? Mm-hmm. I want to be with my primary partner. I love my primary partner. And if something, if I go on a coffee date with this person, if I chat to this person, if I wind up kissing this person, it doesn't change how I feel about my primary person. And 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 there's this utmost kind of devotion there. Yeah, yeah, you question? You got it? Yeah, just Sorry. because <laughs> you're, you're saying this. So now I'm interested in, Okay, so you've come to China, especially, <laughs> and China is filled with relationships based on tradition, right? How have you Ish. then found, have you found, I'm more interested in not necessarily the expats, but the sure. local Chinese people. Have you found anyone 
that you've been able to communicate with to have that sort of relationship because we don't really hear I would actually one day really love to hear a, a local Chinese person um, explain I've got such those, interesting you know, information for you. So my 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 previous partner was local, was was uh, Chinese okay. national, and was non-monogamous. Um, and I have since mm-hmm. met quite a few non-monogamous uh, Chinese people. It is without a doubt um, an exception to the rule. Um, it is it is a tiny 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 niche 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 thing more so than than western culture much more so than western culture um because you've got this massive societal push saying no 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 this is how a relationship is this is how a relationship should be but on top of that you've got a nation of 1.4 billion people and even if you have a tiny 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 fraction of that 1.4 billion people you still have more people than in many other cities in in the world and even if you've got a hundred people in beijing with with that view or you know it's it's just going to be more based on the numbers Hmm. so for you so did you sorry sorry Okay. I was just going to ask then, did you find your previous partner on dating apps or did you meet them around? Because that's another thing I'm interested in because because maybe those pe- local people don't necessarily have their opinions out loud. I don't know. Teach me if I'm wrong, by the way. But how did you then meet that person? Because the, the, I can't imagine it's that easy. We, It's not easy. It's it's not easy. But remember what I said is that a lot of people aren't necessarily seeking out non-monogamous relationships. And 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 to, to add to that, a lot of people are non-monogamous and they don't know they're non-monogamous. They're just fucking around, you know. So there's no ethical aspect to it. There's no communication of it. They're just, they're like, oh, this is great. I'm here. People are into me. Fucking, I've got a date on Thursday. I've got a date on Friday. I've got a date on Sunday. Fucking rad. China rocks, man. You know, like, like that's the, that's the vibe. And they don't realize, hang on a second. Like, and, and maybe they want that. Maybe that's their natural state. But they haven't, they haven't kind of engaged with it to any kind of degree. T- to your point, though, we, we met on a dating site. Um, we, we met on, 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 on an app. But we actually had... Um, we were going to be introduced through various people that we had both hooked up with, that we had like hooked up with, like, like, like Mm. friends of friends, basically. So I had hooked up with a girl who had hooked up with a guy who was hooking up with her. Um, and and is that all because like, is there like that community feeling or, you know, certain circles in Beijing that that yeah, are interested and open to those kind of yeah, overlaps. You know, there are people that are, again, it's a, it's a questionable thing. It's, it's something that is kind of like prohibited on, on various social medias mm. to discuss in any kind of depth. Sure. Uh, it, it depends on the, the, the context. Um, and, and, and some people are more open, some people are less open. Some people are, you know, I would say be wary of, be wary of anyone who, who wants to treat their non-monogamy as a harem you know like like that that would be my that would be my kind of caution to anyone it's like yeah yeah please come in come in no 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 you can't do that no you can't see him you can't see him 
you can see me, sure, and I'm going to see her and her. Sure, and, her, and that's and like her. the cult thing. Yeah, and that's, the, and that's the cult thing. Like that. you know? It's about better communication that your, both people are getting. Is it, is what it they like want. the sexual equivalent of recommending a good restaurant to somebody? Like, <laughs> you don't want to be the only person <laughs> to eat that. <laughs> they were really good. Wow. Have a go. But like, and but you're very happy if somebody else goes there and has a great time also, and you then you might go back with that person. Nathan, you'd be like, you see, I told you it was good. Nathan, have you heard the word compersion before? Compersion. No. Compersion. Rachel, how about you? Compersion. No. Eleanor. Mm-mm. So no. com- compersion is a term in used in non-monogamous circles, um, and it is uh, the, for for lack of any other explanation, it's the opposite of jealousy. It's a feeling of fulfillment, excitement, enjoyment by having your partner um, engage in whatever way, not not necessarily sexually, but in any way with, with someone else. And feeling excited, it's a vicarious enjoyment of their enjoyment. And, and that feeling for people that are really, really non-monogamous is that feedback is huge. It is big. And it is one of the driving forces of like real non-monogamy being like, oh my God, my partner is loving this and I love my partner I am devoted to my partner and here is my partner experiencing joy and happiness and sensuality and excitement and I'm experiencing that with her yes she's experiencing that with someone else or he's experiencing that with someone else but I'm here with her and I get to experience that and then at the end of the day who are you devoted to who are you committed to each other so you're leaving with each other, you're staying with each other, you kind of, you get to unpack that together. And that notion of compersion is is one of the biggest driving forces of non-monogamy. Yeah, just to, can you explain a little bit more of that with the person you were, who was your primary partner for a while here in Beijing? Can you explain more about like, how did that work with them? And, you know, did you have any boundaries or rules you set with your relationship because that was your primary partner right but you were also seeing other people at the same time and you wanted her to be happy as well and she wanted you to be happy seeing other people when you're both on the same page about everything with your relationship right so the there and and this goes to eleanor's point is there are different types of non-monogamy and it all boils down to uh communication what is good for you what works for you what doesn't work for you um, my partner and I had possibly, I mean, there's, there's this wonderful, like, it's almost like a, not a bingo card, but like a, um, if there are any gamers out there, like an alignment, like a, a Dungeons and Dragons alignment card of, of saying like, w- what type you fit into. And, um, ours was very much a, um, a don't ask, don't tell. We we were fully committed to each other. For example, Sunday night, uh, my partner would be like, uh, I'm available uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And and I'd be like, right, I'd, I'd love to see you uh, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. And we didn't then go, hang on, what are you doing Friday? What are you doing Monday? Who are you seeing Tuesday? That wasn't something that that, that came up at all. Um, but that was very, very, very specific to our relationship. And that's not for everyone. My previous relationship that was non-monogamous wasn't like that at all. There were far more rules, far more guidelines, far more communication. 
So yeah, so with that, I think something that there's always I've heard this before this set this type of setup, yeah. and one thing that is uh, that I've had a question around is like, what if on say like the Friday night that you didn't mention, it's like you know I'll meet you on the other days, but I didn't mention Friday. You're not going to ask me about Friday. That's how it works. Yeah. But what if on that Friday you say, look, I've had a really bad day or something awful's happened. It, can you pull like the the sort of like the card out and say, look, babe. I need you. I like, can you just? I need you tonight. I, I need you to drop what you're doing. Yes. But, but is that? In, yes. But, but does yes. That go against, yes. 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 No. It like, kind of feels so, like it does, though. So, so let me let me give you my thoughts. And again, this is a personal perspective. Mm. Um, I believe that, and now we're going back to your question of polyamory versus non-monogamy, and this is why I wanted to draw a distinction between polyamory and non-monogamy. If I was polyamorous. And that means multiple loves, and I have multiple primary partners. So, so um, th there's one there's one kind of like branch of non-monogamy that that views uh, you have a primary partner, then you have secondary partners, which are people that you see multiple occasions, um, you, you know, over over an amount of time, and then tertiary partners, which are like a random hookup. Okay, but you only have one primary partner. Polyamorists literally have multiple primary partners. I've never done that. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think I'd have the time, the energy or the inclination to do that. I couldn't do that. If my primary partner at any stage said, babe, I've had a bad night. I need you. I would cancel everything. I would cancel everything. And, and because that is your primary that is your primary that is your primary partner there is no difference in that so you have it's kind of like saying i'm going to go out with let me let me reflect the question back to you nathan you're going out with the boys drinking on friday and rachel yeah. says to you babes i've had a really really tough night i really need you what do you say yeah, what do you say? <laughs> I can I can tell you right now, what you you're not gonna say I'm sorry. I've got plans with the boys. Yeah, 100%. you're gonna you're gonna you're yeah, gonna yeah. message the lads and you're gonna be saying, lads, my girls, and that's exactly the same. It's exactly yeah, it's exactly the yeah. same yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's your primary partner and that's where your that's where your focus is. L. So I've got a, a question in a different area of everything, but I think it's an important one. Some people may roll their eyes at me for asking this, but if any person was sleeping with multiple people, I personally would ask about if they've had sexual health tests and things like this. Huge, huge, it, huge. It, when, yeah. When it comes to rules of, of, you know, sleeping with other people, how does that conversation happen about sexually transmitted diseases and, and being safe and things like that? you know some people don't like using condoms some people you know some women have the coil and things like that like how does that work i know it's probably different for every person but what's your experience with that my, if you don't mind me asking not at all my experience has been that that ironically people that are most open and free about sex and sexuality are the most cautious about it and in my experience in in all my years the people that have gotten themselves into the most trouble are people that are the most pious and the most 
cautious and the least likely to sleep around because they're not prepared because they're not because they think oh it's it's this one time whereas people that are engaging in that kind of open sexuality all the time know the risks they know it's out there they know it's there so there is in those sorts of communities there is far more open who are you sleeping with when did you get tested last what are your symptoms what are this what are this what are this and and people will ask like like far more straight than anyone who's who's kind because sorry to extend this but like uh, you know remember what we said earlier there's 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 always a gender dynamic to this as well and a lot of girls are like well i don't want to ask you this i don't want to appear that i'm like you know uh, uh like too keen or you know I, I sleep around or I don't want to mm. make myself sound oh, like yeah, this sure. so Definitely so exactly whereas people who are non-monogamous are like yes yes I have many partners yes and as a result condoms only absolutely no like with with without like if, if it's if it's sex we haven't gone we're using condoms and and I will know your sexual history mm generally and, and that's generally speaking and the, the, the eleanor the difficulty there is that you are always going to have people that will lie um and that's that's yeah. b- b- but that's you know that's that's also in monogamous relationships isn't it Correct. um yeah definitely i mean it's difficult as it is just to ask somebody um you know do you get tested regularly because people definitely lie about that yeah 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 <laughs> for sure for sure mm-hmm. for sure no i think that's a really but important i think it point. is an important question yeah I, I definitely think so. And I think with anybody, non-monogamous or monogamous, like that's something that you should bring up, but not a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I just want to kind of, I have a question about you and your relationship with your primary partner I wanted to ask you. Um, just, have you ever had a situation happen where you were in China and you want your primary partner to meet other people that you're hooking Ooh, up good with? question. Like, I just, I'm very curious about that aspect too, because I, I did a lot of research. I was reading a lot of other stories about this. And some people are really open about having their primary partner meet their other partners or other people they're meeting because they want that connection. And a lot, of, a lot of times for them, they were saying it's about the emotional connection and they want everything to be cool and above the radar with communication. And I want to add on to that, actually. <laughs> is, it, is it a case sometimes if you've got like, in, talking about your experience specifically, that what was that word that's the opposite of jealousy? Compersion. Compersion. Do you, it, do you have to put some effort into making sure that the compersion is... Um, moving on at the same pace, like it's equal. Like, are you worried about your thinking? Well, like you know, I'm getting a lot of love, or I'm having some g- great experiences. I don't think you're doing as much. I'm worried about that ratio. So, you, do you try and actively encourage that, or do you think that's on you? You take care of that. I take care of me, and we check in. So, so it's an add-on to that question. Yeah, for yeah, like, you yeah. specifically. Um, I'm straight in reverse order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, look, wow, so much. Um, where to start? We just um, threw a lot at you. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 I, I, I kind of wanted the questions so take it again. Take it one by one, take it one okay. by one, okay. maybe first. Can, can, can we break down those questions again? Sure, start from the beginning. Okay. Um, you know, have you had situations where you your primary partner meets other people or you want that to happen or you're out together and you start flirting with other people? That kind of situation where you're mixing the okay. two. Okay, sure. 
Okay, so let me let me answer that. Um, I, I, again, I can only give you a personal because different we people want have you a personal, di- yes. different people, and I and I know that my response is different from other people because I've been uh, in environments where they've been. I've been with married couples who, who like it. I am personally uncomfortable flirting with people in front of my partner, um, even though it's all right, even though it's accepted. I cannot be flirty and charming and and whatever else in front of my partner. It it just that's my social conditioning, um, and it's it's one of the things that affects the type of non-monogamy I have. Is that um, if my partner was like, yes, we can be non-monogamous, but I only want to do it with you, and we want to we have to do this as a couple, and we have to like you know meet other couples or whatever. I I gen- generally feel uncomfortable because I mm. I'm, I'm I'm bad flirting with someone else in front of my yeah, partner you don't want that you don't you, you don't want, want it like, like you, you don't know and and unless you have a, a history of them saying listen this is absolutely what I want and I need you to do this and you build that up over time you've got however many decades of society saying how dare you how dare you talk to that girl in front of me? How dare you, you know, flirt with that girl? In, not over, not only talk, you know, you, you, I've had plenty. I'm sure many of the listeners have had relationships where you could say something innocuous like, oh, lovely dress you're wearing tonight. And, and partner will be like, I beg your pardon. What did you just say <laughs> to her? You know, it was so, know? <laughs> so weird. We had the, on the guy episode, we talked about how... Um, if there was a girl out that sometimes might want to talk to you about her relationship or she's a little bit flirty, the first thing that probably comes into your head is this person's trouble or this is a trap and I need to, we've experienced you to work yeah. out, I need to avoid this as like quickly like, as possible because the, the more I spend with this person who's flirting with me now or they're either talking about the relationship or the partner might be there but they're being a little bit flirty, like... Yeah, it's fucking yeah, warning escape. signs. Warning signs, and and that's 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 years of conditioning. That's that's there's so many factors that are influencing. That's the difficulty about unpacking this a subject like that is that there's 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 just too much. Mm-hmm. So long story short is, um, you know, do you want to meet? For me personally, um, yes, I I wouldn't mind it, but I'm I'm genuinely awkward. I'm genuine like I. I am at my most comfortable when I can kind of freely engage and engage with that person one-on-one, um, like without my partner. And that's not because I don't want my partner there. It's not because I don't want my partner engaged. It's just because I don't yeah, want to, I, and, don't I, and I don't want to hurt, I don't want to hurt them. And even if they were like, no, I want this. I like this. I'm, I'm, I'm getting off on this. I, I, I'm still like, but however many years of social conditioning. And your question, sir, was talking was, about um, with, with your partner the compersion um, balance. Are you worried about? Well, like I'm going out and for, for one of the, I'm 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 talking about in very crude terms, mm. but I'm going out and getting somewhere. I'm exercising my right mm. from our relationship. I don't know if you are doing the same. That is making me a little bit anxious about it because I'm going out. You're not. Is this going to bite me in the ass later on? This um, is, yeah. And how it, like, I, I want you to experience it, but I don't feel like you are. So is that is that a factor? And then it's an extra headache for you yeah. to, to, to work through that. How does that work? So, d- again, back to Eleanor's point, it's all about communication. It's all about saying, how are you feeling? Now, the, the other thing is that you... Remember what I said, the 
tool that you are using to move the relationship along the road is monogamy or non-monogamy. I don't, I, I, I believe that you should be able to at any stage say, listen, we're feeling insecure. This isn't working for us at the moment. Let's take a step. Let's work on us. Let's not hook up with anyone else. Let's not see anyone else. Let's focus on us and do that. See how it goes. See how that goes. See how that works for you and vice versa. And the vice versa is actually the more the more difficult one, obviously. But But to you, this actually happened in my last relationship and my partner was like you're not going out with enough people you 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 you're staying at home like like i'm sensing a decline in your general interest please go out please um you know, see other people, please, you know, like, you can't like, like, a, like, can you? It's like, I don't want to hook up with anybody. So and that's, you trying to make me... and that's the difficulty. And that's, and, and, but that's where you have to, that's where you have to communicate. So this. I guess it ebbs and flows. Is that what you're trying to say? That in my ebb and flows, like I'm just going through a period where I don't want to. And uh, but uh, now it's like, I want to like, uh, like an old foot buffet. I want to like go for it. And, but that's exactly <laughs> it. And that's, <laughs> that's what I, words. that's what I believe <laughs> is the benefit of a non-monogamous relationship is that the options that you have available to make to to progress the relationship and now for some people they're like no 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 using those tools is not a, a way that i want to project pr progress the relationship and as a result if you're considering this i'm out which is fair but the thing is is that if you are willing to do that if you are if you are uh you know non-monogamous as a i don't want to say as a baseline but if you are prepared to engage in in non-monogamous uh options you have a lot more to work with in terms of it's like no i don't want to do that now can we focus on us can we can we try work through this and that's an option as well yeah i have just a point another china dater wrote in from our wechat group and said i think it's a lot more socially acceptable to practice ethical non-monogamy now because mm -hmm. there's a massive increase in focus on maximizing pleasure in relationships mm -hmm. it's a lot of pressure on one person to meet all of your emotional and physical needs and sometimes just isn't possible and can be the reason a lot of relationships break down mm -hmm. it's something i've considered only recently because of a huge increase of people being so vocal about their own non-monogamous relationships in china which is, I just think is an interesting point that's kind of adding into everything else you said about having your primary partner and having everything else. And it all boils down to communication. Um, so just to kind of, I feel like there's so many other things we could talk about with all of this. But as a final question, what is some advice you would give to people who are looking to explore non-monogamy or interested in these kind of relationships, whether they're currently in a relationship, out of a relationship, single, whatever that is? What kind of things would you tell people? Oh, man. Um, my starting point of advice is it, the, you have to, have to, have to be honest with yourself before you're honest with your partner, before you're honest. You cannot say, I feel bad about this. I feel gross about this. I don't like this, but let me try. Let me push through this and not communicate that. If you want to try, if you want to try for your partner, th that's 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 amazing. That's fantastic. But say to your partner, I don't feel good about this. I'm unhappy. Do not tell your partner, "Oh my god, babe, this is this is amazing. This is so good. I'm so happy." And inside be dying, inside be upset. The the first and foremost, you have to be honest with yourself. Now, it doesn't mean 
that you cannot do it. It doesn't mean that you don't want to do it. It doesn't mean that you don't have the option, but just be honest with yourself and say, I am not happy with this, or I would like this. And, 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 and try to get to the place where and communication is key. Try to get to that point where you are able to communicate with your partner and say, I'd like to try this. This is how I'm feeling. And, and do not say, okay, cool. You like to try this. Now let's try it. No, communicate every step of the way. If, if, if you, for example, as a female partner, let's say in a heterosexual relationship, you as a female partner, you say to your male partner, babes, I'd like to try this. And the guy's like, oh my God, this sounds awesome. Yeah, cool. Often what happens is the male thinks, oh, this is, this is great. I've got all these options. And actually what happens in reality is that the lady has all the options. The guy has far fewer options. Mm -hmm. And then there's, this happens like, in non-monogamous relationships all, the, all yeah. the time. And then all of a sudden it's like, actually, no, you, you can have a hookup every week and I've got a graft for this hook i've got to i've got to work my ass off and you just like oh my god i can i can meet people left right and center you've got to be able to say i don't like this i i, I need to take a step back or this is how i am feeling now and be all right with that and, and that's where the that's where the key is communication mm. yeah boys on communication eleanor or nathan you guys have any final thoughts before we end this episode um no i just yeah i feel like every episode we ever do my wrap-ups always go back to communication so it's <laughs> nice to to kind of reiterate that point and <laughs> people probably get sick of me saying it but i do think that regardless of what relationship you have you're right it should be what you're feeling at, at that moment in time and as long as you're transparent and honest mm. with the other people involved then there shouldn't be any judgment but throughout life i think you are going to have different experiences of different kinds of relationships and just be open to them really yeah. i think i think in the next 10 to 20 years you're going to see I, this is my view i think you're going to see an upsurge in non-traditional relationships like this and i think I, I don't want to say i don't want to use the term socially accepted but you're going to see more and more people like no it's just not how i roll my takeaway kind of combines everything that you guys have all mentioned. It comes down to communication with the person you're with or who you're trying to be with and the trust with that. But also, like, do what is best for you and what you want. Like you mentioned earlier at Osaka, it's all about what you're looking for. Don't feel pressured by others' expectations or what other people are doing. Find what works best for you and make the boundaries and the communication work with I, the partner you're trying to be with or what you're looking for. I, I agree 100%. I have to I have to add to this and say that you have to be aware of a, a certain element of hedonism and you have to be careful of that and and by saying like you've got to do what's best for you that doesn't mean you get to be a selfish asshole oh, no. and that doesn't yeah, mean yeah. to because a lot yeah. of people hear that and be like i'm gonna do what's best for me and i'm gonna fuck <laughs> these 12 people because totally. that's what i want it's like hold up you know like hold up and and you and that's where the introspection comes from and that's where the, the fair the, the, i, I the, guess the i mean so more like don't feel the pressure just because like we were talking about earlier the pressure to feel woke or the pressure like i've had non-monogamous friends like try to pressure me to feel like oh you're you know why don't you want this or don't you want to try this or some the people opposite don't. some ways. people help you through it don't some yeah, people yeah. Or, just or the don't. other way around of like non-monogamous people like feeling 
um, pressuring non-monogamous people to be like, oh, why do you want this many partners? You know, like some people just have that don't. introspection yeah, and think about what you really want and how you feel and be honest with yourself, like yeah. you mentioned before. Yeah. That was what I was thinking. I, I think I think if, if there's one takeaway that I would want people to have is is understand that we're not all the same in that regard, and that different people not want different things different people need different things and 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 they have to acknowledge that absolutely well i just want to say thank you for coming on the show tonight and it's been wonderful to hear about your experiences so interesting Mm -hmm. i've really enjoyed listening absolutely there's been a lot of insight i think there's even more we can (laughs) just dive into (laughs) Um, and listeners if you have any questions comments anything you want to share or ask our guest or us about this episode we'd love to hear your comments and and as always join the date night china community through our podcast and events and catch up on all the latest stories on our official wechat account you can follow our official wechat account by searching date night china no spaces no capitals and if you have a story you want to share or you want to contact us directly you can add my wechat rachel weiss 22 r-a-c-h-e-l-w-e-i-s-s 22 do you guys want to be contacted yeah no people no because you're always giving your, your details so. i don't care i just hand it out for you now but you can also contact me at it's nathan easier. williams uh, n-a-t-h-a-n-w-i-l-l-i-a-m-s the WeChat, the public official account, though, it's harder to contact us directly. I want people to, like, have an official line to us. Whatever. I don't care. It's funny how you reach out. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for joining us, Date Night China listeners. We hope you've enjoyed this episode, and we will catch you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.